profiles, motorsport biographies by the people who live there. Hello there and welcome to a brand new show. This is the Motorsport Files magazine show where we hope to bring you lots of news, lots of chat from the various worlds and corners of motorsport. So then just before we get going and we uh, introduce our new co-host and our first guest on this week's show, uh, just a little bit of admin work to do for you. Um, so those of you that have listened before will already be aware of the Eamon Kelly and the biography shows that we put out. Uh, there has been some delay in getting the others out, um, and this is mainly due to people's uh, availability more than anything else. We do have a show coming up with Holly McRae, and we are planning, I don't know if you've seen this potentially on the website, uh, we are planning a brand new documentary as well. It was originally going to be just a podcast, but once I started looking into his career, it just wouldn't have done him justice. Um, so the brand new show is actually going to be a new documentary. Carries the same name, um, and you'll be able to see that on YouTube, hopefully uh, in the new year. Um, that's going to be with the legendary, and I don't use that word lightly, uh, co-driver, driver, author, team boss, strategist, and a member of the FIA, uh, Mr. Phil Short, who will be kindly giving us his story uh, again, like I say, sometime in the new year. So I'd like to introduce my guest for the show and co-host going forwards. This young lad has been involved in rallying for the last few years actively, but has basically lived the sport, as I'm sure you'll find out. Welcome to the show, Harry. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. It's been a fairly busy end of season, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I can imagine. I, I've, I've had my work cut out for sure, but... Well, you have, yeah. I imagine you... you have as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's been quite quite a bit to cover with, uh, with what's been going on. Mm. Um, but the reason you're here is because, obviously, you were part of the very loved RAC this year. Yeah, I um, was quite lucky enough to get the opportunity to go and do it. It's something... You know, I've always wanted to do, and I'm very grateful to have been, you know, given that opportunity. Well, how did that come about? So, I actually saw a post on Facebook, um, and you know, I've always been about, you know, let's, I'm going to put myself out there. So, I, I did, and yeah, it, it came off. Uh, I had a few chats with a guy, and he goes, "Well, you know, yeah, I'd quite like to to, to take you on. You know, you're young, um, can see you're quite keen. Uh, I have got a bit of a." bit of a background with the RAC my granddad my dad you know they, they've done the equipment on it for many years so I already knew a little bit about the rally I'm um, very good family friends with the organizers so I did sort of talk my way into it a little bit all true I'm, yeah. I may add you know but sometimes you know that that's just what you've got to do to put yourself out there you know it's well, not, nobody's gonna do it for you no exactly and it's not what you know but it's who you know sometimes yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so you just answered the post. What? So he was just looking for a co-driver, was he? Well, actually, it was his um, car builder who was looking for the co-driver for a co-driver oh. um, for him, you know, yeah. on, on behalf. So I just approached him and said, "Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd do it by all means." And there we are. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So how did you get into the sport then? How did you get into rallying in the first place? Because you're you're only what nineteen now. Nineteen, and I've just completed me 50th rally last weekend what i've been rallying nearly five years now um so long story me uh me granddad started rallying you know back in the day with his workmates uh, when he was working on the gas board um 
it, it, only very amateur level. Um, that progressed into me dad doing it. You know, as soon as he was old enough, they built a little mini and went and did uh, did a few club events. Um, fairly local to where actually uh, Elvington. That was their first one. I know Elvington well. Yeah, yeah. Um, then they they went and got a rear wheel drive Fiesta XR two. Wow, that um, was helpful. Yeah, well, it was only a one point three, but they they did have plans to put a two liter in it. And yeah, yeah. so. I, you know, growing up, I've sort of always been around like rally cars and going up to workshops and helping out, you know, like Chevettes and Sunbeams, that sort of thing. And I just, well, grew, grew to love it, started marshalling at a very young age and progressed through. And, you know, all, all, all I ever really wanted to do was drive a Mark to Escort. <laughs> I know how you feel. <laughs> yeah. I still want to drive a Mark to Escort. So, so do I. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's how it came about. Uh, as soon as I was. 14 years old, we got a little car to do the uh, the Junior 1000 uh, Rally Championship. Did a full year in 2019, so, you know, five years ago nearly. Um, and I started doing a little bit of co-driving during that time with my co-driver, who also uh, did a little bit of driving. So, you know, that, that that's where it started, really. Um, I knew it couldn't really go much further uh, with the driving. I just didn't really have the budget um, all the time. <laughs> yeah. Did you try and do a season that year then? What in in, in, in the, the J one thousand? Yeah, so I did the full um, twenty nineteen season. I must have done three or four co driving. Yeah, um, we was going to do the full twenty twenty campaign, and um, well, COVID. Yeah, <laughs> the rest is history, really. Yeah, it really did shut everything yeah. down, didn't it? So, how did you do that year? Do you remember? Um, I think I was something like twelfth overall in the in the juniors. Overall, That's pretty yeah. respectable. Yeah. Um, I was shortlisted to go to um, Cologne in Germany for the World Expo Awards as um, the junior driver of the year in the UK. Um, so that was quite cool. I didn't actually get to go out there. Um, they only selected five people. Obviously, one of yeah. them being the winner. But you know, to be shortlisted for that sort of thing and have your name on. You know, it's such a big event. Yeah, I can imagine <laughs> in another country. Thing. You know, Amazing. it's crazy, crazy. Um, and you know, it's little things like that you probably take for granted at times. But you know, looking back, it's like, wow. You know, how, how did how did I manage to do that? Do you ever steal yourself about the thing? Well, how the hell did I get there? Yeah, all all the time. I mean, you know, when when you can't sleep at night, it's running through your head, and it's like, oh yeah, wow, we went and did that. Mm. Oh, I've done that. And, yeah, it just creeps up on you, really. It's crazy. Well, you are one of these that you live it. Oh, absolutely. Rallying yeah. is your life, isn't it? Wait, wake up, rallying, probably have breakfast, rallying, and, yeah, just rallying throughout the day. Just all day, every day. It's just running through your mind all day, every day, seven days a week, you know. Yeah. Well, motorsport, you don't even yeah. get away from it going no. to work, do you? No, no. Well, no, because, well, I work at uh, Ginella, so I've got a mo <laughs> more motorsport to deal with. <laughs> so there is literally, it is literally your, yep. your life, isn't it? Yeah. So move to the co-driver's seat then. When I was doing the, the J1000, um, my navigator, Ian Bass, he was running a one litre Yaris. So he asked me if I'd do a couple of rallies with him, um, like Fulbeck, Donington. Uh, I did one with my granddad in my car at Blyton. Um, so it all started there, really. Um, obviously, lockdown hit. There wasn't really, well, there were no rallies at all. Um, I did one rally that year with my granddad in my car. That was at Fulbeck. Um, the year after was when I sort of like put myself out there a lot more, 2021. Um, just 
basically seeing posts on Facebook, you know, looking for a co-driver. I remember one one that stands out quite a lot was um, Miles Taylor. Does Melbourne a lot in a Subaru. Um, so I approached him. For, uh, we, we didn't really end up doing it, but a couple of years later, um, he approached me again. After, you know, after I yeah. approached him, he said, oh, do you fancy doing it? So like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, a chance to win a rally, albeit Melbourne, but you know, it's yeah. st- still a chance. So um, yeah, we went and did it. Finished fourth overall, behind um, Daryl Taylor in the R5, and um, Aaron Newby in a Skoda Roo. and I think third was Darren Nugent in a Matt Westcott Millington. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's a decent result. We're, we're in this little GC8 Impreza. Um, and well, the story behind that car is quite funny, actually. Um, so the previous owner of that car, his um, the son, navigated for me this year at Anglesey ah. on my only event driving this year. Exactly. And um, so it, it, his name's Adam McLaughlin. So when we was growing up, you know, like going to rallies and watching it and stuff, we'd be going around on the bikes with the rally helmets on. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you, you could really say I was born into the sport. Really, I didn't have much much of a choice it was either you're doing it or you're doing it yeah <laughs> yeah there was no no way of getting away from it really but would i uh would i have wanted it any different absolutely not no absolutely I'm not. i mean my earliest memories are yeah. rallying yeah of the classic rac yeah. of watching vatnan and mm. and all the local heroes as well because we've let's face it we yeah. live in New yorkshire we've got quite a yeah. few here and i just don't remember a time when i wasn't into it yes yeah. There's something about the sport. Yeah. It, it really is. It's one of them, it just, you see a little bit of it and it just drags you in. It's the same story for yeah. everyone. It and, really is. And I, I'm starting, to, so I've only really like been involved with rallying majority of my life, but now I'm sort of like getting dragged into other sports, you know, like with Ginetta, I've seen a little bit of that. And yeah. I ended up going to every touring car round for two years. Oof. Just, it just pulled me in working for Ginetta. And um, all right, yeah, I did manage to get a few free tickets to go. From hey. from work, but hey, you know you've got to you've got to take these uh these advantages. So Absolutely. it all counts. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm starting to find it now with other motorsports, just getting a snippet of it and then being dragged straight in. But for whatever reason, I always come back to rallying. Always. No, I I do too. To be fair, yeah. um, but for me, I remember the '90s era of the Super Taurus. Oh, I can believe it. And yeah, John Collins. Yeah. Um, early Matt Neal. Yeah. Ah, gee, it, that was just something yeah. else, right? You know, and the cars as mm. well—they were just yeah. beautiful to watch. Mm. I mean, the Alpha—the oh, sounds crazy to say it, but the Mondeo, yeah, it still a mon- was a, a Mondeo, great, a Mondeo <laughs> crying out loud, and it was still a great car. You know, and then, that's the sort of car you know, you'd, you'd own if you had like three kids and a mortgage as a Mondeo. You know? It was a sales rent car. <laughs> most to be fair, most of them were. You know, it was the Cavalier as well. But that, that's how on. they used to do it, wasn't it? You know, they, they'd race the car on the Sunday, and the idea was if you won the race, all the all the people coming on the Monday and buy it. That was the point. It seemed to work, and it's, it's you know, it's a bit of a shame that doesn't happen nowadays. But well, I think that's because of a great many things, to be fair, but yeah. it's mainly getting things compact. Yeah. I think with rallying, that's that's been born out of something else. Yeah. Because obviously, late 80s happened, yeah. as we all know, the bad accidents happened, the bad yeah. crowd control was happening, something mm. had to be done. Yeah. I get that, but it isn't the late 80s mm. anymore. No. 
And as we've seen recently from yeah. the RAC, these long endurance events work. Mm, absolutely. I mean, oh, I mean, yeah, I've just come off the back of the RAC and what, what a rally, you know. I mean, so I'll start off in the beginning. You know, applied for um, solid ad on Facebook, went for it. Um, yeah, kept in contact with the driver. He, he was he just finished building the car, um, and he was having trouble with the engine two weeks before. So he rebuilt the engine, and in, in all fairness to me, he, he has come out and admitted because um, he had to rebuild it again. He he cut some corners trying to get it ready. Oh, so okay. he re, he re, rebuilt it twice. So two weeks before the rally, you know, it's like, are we doing it or are we not? <laughs> <laughs> um, in fairness to him, he got it. He got it running throughout the whole event. The engine never let us down. Just everything else let us down, like the uh, the gearbox and the diff and whatever else. But yeah, it, there was there was a point where we didn't know whether we, we were going to make it to Carmarthen or not. Um, I'd sort of. Got, got it in my head that, yeah, we're, we're going to go and do this no matter what, you know, even if I'm sat with someone else because we've had to pull it, I, I'm definitely going to be there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we got it ready. Um, the week before the REC, as soon as we got our stuff, I was just straight on it. Um, not necessarily focusing on, like, notes and that sort of thing, but more the organisation of everything. Because, you know, it, Thing with on the pace note, that's the notes I use. They are so good. You know, they, they put amendments out on uh, a sport C um, page uh, if anything is to be changed. Um, they did send us another notebook for the big one yeah. uh, because they'd forgotten to put a loop in. So you don't actually have to do a right lot with them. The only thing I would say is you've got to take information out because they're safety notes as opposed to pace notes. So I spent majority of the time working on the organization of everything as opposed to, you know, doing the notes. Yeah. Um, so mainly what I was focusing on was, you know, like management crews, service schedules, where refuel is, um, how many tires are we going to need? You know, are, are we going to want softer tires in Scotland because it's cold? Are we going to want, you know, medium tires in Wales where it's a bit fast and flowing, you know, yeah. to, to make them last longer. So. And this is all down to you as a co-driver. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, I, there was a fair bit of input from everyone else, but as a co-driver, I felt that was, you know, my my job to go out there, prove myself, and you know, re really make an impression, really. Which I, you know, I think I think that came off. Um, there's a bit of a mad story to be honest. So the day before the RAC, I uh, took my girlfriend to get a tattoo, right, and. Um, she only used up half of her time slot. Is this safe for broadcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, just checking. This is safe. So I've always been in love with a Matsu Escort, as we've just yeah. covered. Um, yeah. So he still had half the, the slot to go. I said, look, is there any chance you could put an RS1800 logo on my wrist? So he, he looks at it, he goes, yeah, yeah, no worries. So the day before the RAC, I end up getting the RS1800 Matt Westcott logo on my wrist. And I'm gonna just going to like forget about it for five days. <laughs> so how sore was it? It wasn't like bad at all, really. I oh, just okay. kept it wrapped up every all morning, right. every night, you know, giving it, giving it a good moisturizer, whatever. Yeah. Um, I had me underlayer over the top. So that was, uh, you know, protecting it. Obviously, I had cling film around it. 
I was um, going to say, I had in my, I had an idea of like yeah. really itchy, irritating, yeah. brand new tattoo, and yeah. you're trying to read notes through Kilda. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, I, I'm a bit stupid, really. I, I go, I have these great ideas that I seem to put on before in very strange times, you know. Hey, if it works, it works. I mean, I don't, I don't think many people would plan a tattoo the day before the REC. Put it that way. But then again, yeah. it wasn't planned. Well, no, that's true. <laughs> And on the plus side, it's come out well. Yeah, I mean, it's it looks come out quite mean. nice. Yeah, I quite like it. I don't think I'll get any more though. I've, I've, I've I think that's. Out. I don't know. I could think of another one that you could have. Go on. The Ford symbol on the other wrist. Yeah, I mean, I could do. It's but... a bit classic and a bit maybe yeah. a bit cheesy, but nobody else is going to have that. Yeah, probably a bit too young for cheesy. Uh... Che- cheesy things. You've got an RS1800 tattoo, mate. I think uh, you're, that, you're already in. That's not doing. cheesy. That's That to me is a legal requirement. <laughs> <laughs> that's your passcode, is Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, did that that's the day right. before the REC. Um, I'll tell you one thing, though. You could prepare as much for the REC, you could prepare the, you know, the navigating, the organising, everything, but one thing you cannot prepare for is the atmosphere. So yeah, you know, like down in Kamalan. Oh, throughout the whole event. Yeah, honestly, throughout throughout the whole event, it's just going on. Um, the Kamalan, what an atmosphere, you know. So we're we're just queuing up to go over the ceremonial start. I've got my window down, you know, like all oh, people I know are, are scattered around. I'm having a good chat. Next thing I know, this kid comes to the window, and I'm not joking. It is hedged like just above the window. Yeah, um, and he goes. You know, puts his program through the uh, through the, through the window with a sharpie. He's like, "Can you sign this, please?" And I thought, "What is going on here?" I was like, "Yeah, no worries." Oh. <laughs> I think I was more nervous than him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I signed it. I said, oh, "Do you want uh, do you want Rich to sign it?" He, yeah, 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 no worries. So I passed it to driver. He signed it, and uh, yeah, there must have been like eight or nine kids coming doing that. That's amazing. And then we. Did, that's how it starts. Yeah. Absolutely, and there's this um, there's this clip of us going over the uh, the start ramp, got got us time, and then Howard Davies is uh, interviewing us. Uh, if anyone's clued up on Howard Davies, yeah, he's he's crack. He's like, all right, boys, it's a uh, what engine's this? Is it Lotus? Is it? No, it's push rod. Oh, twin cam push rod. No, no, just single. Oh, how many liters? Oh, it's only one point five. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, top you go, boys. How <laughs> Davies is the voice yeah. rallying, though, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, there must have been like just a two mile road, you know, to get back onto the main road. And um, for two miles, our hands were just outside the the windows, just high fiving kids. And uh, we actually stopped for for one person. And you know, I felt quite quite nice for doing this because he would he had special needs. Um, he was in a wheelchair, so you know, we stopped so he could actually come onto yeah. the car and pro- properly do it. But I felt like, you know. For that sort of rally, that's that probably made its day. That, and I was watching something yesterday on the uh, the new Motorsport UK um, thing that's come out for the RAC. Oh, the, yeah. yeah, the little video that they've done inside yeah. the RAC. Yeah, and there's another person who stopped for the same the same uh, bloke. All oh, right, and on on the cliff, and I thought, you know, that that was quite nice. Yeah. The only thing they didn't do was include, doesn't it? Which I thought that was quite bad. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, you're on this now, so mm. it's all good. Yeah, that's it. It's nice to know that 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 can still exist. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, from Carmarthen mm. and the fact that everybody came out. I mean, it wasn't exactly warm, and no. yet the streets were packed. 
and we've got kids coming out that are getting really excited about the sport and these are future fans future competitors hopefully future marshals maybe one day maybe um you know they they are the future of the Mm. sport and this just seeing that it was like the old days yeah but we know that Rallying's in safe hands, yeah. which is amazing. And like you said, that carried on into mm. the forests. Oh, it, it was insane, you know, and not even like in the stages, but on the road sections. I remember driving from um, the first stage we did. So it was the Kriken stage on the second day, but it'd been like shortened and we went a different way. And we went from there up to my Heron. Okay. So we had a two hour road section and we went for a few villages where there was primary schools. Every primary school we went past had all the teachers, all the um, pupils out there and just waving. So I was there and undoing my belts, giving them a uh, beep of the horn, waving my arm and whatever. And yeah, they, oh, they, they loved it. They, you know, they, they were getting yeah. so excited. It, it was like that every day. And that's for all the competitors as well, wasn't Everyone, it? Top to yeah, bottom. Absolutely. I mean, we, we was running um, one of the first few cars on the road being in Cat 1. And I imagine they would have stayed there majority of throughout everybody yeah i remember watching the footage and there was a particular school or headmaster of a particular school that had actually yeah. stopped lessons yeah um it did make or he'd made the rally part yeah. of it i can't remember exactly the details now but yeah i mean that, that level of support from the public crazy and you know to think i was once that kid yeah you know all right I didn't have the RAC rally come past my school, but I was the same kid that was going up to uh, to windows asking for autographs, you know, put me hand out for high fives. And to experience that in the car, I've never felt anything like that. And I've done a lot of a lot of rallies now. Um, and yeah, I've just never, never experienced anything like that in my life. <laughs> I must admit, I mean, 50 rallies is yeah. a big number. In the space of, well, I'm going to say four years if you get rid of covid yeah yeah we, we don't include yeah. 2020 so yeah it was an experience for sure <laughs> but the thing that stands out most to me was like the teamwork of the, the, you know the event and not just the fact of us in the car but you know the the service crew as well i mean i've run with a lot of teams now and you know the, the service crew they're very well respected for what they do but on the RAC, the level of teamwork across the whole board is just so insane, you know. And sometimes you feel a bit a bit guilty for taking all the credit for it all, you know, with being the competitors. But to get over the finish ramp and like have a photo with everyone, a bit of champagne spray, it was oh, so surreal. Yeah. Like, I, if you'd have said that to me ten years ago, I'd have probably cried. Yeah, <laughs> I'd have probably fight. cried. But like during the rally, I had to sort of like forget about me passion i just sort of had to like focus on the job and i remember just driving back um on the last after the last stage and just trying to like get me brain to think how it did before yeah but because you've done it, it it's okay you, you'll never go back to that um feeling that quick obviously i look back now and i think wow you know i've, I've been there i've done it yeah and that's been a lifelong dream for me for for all, well yeah forever just yeah just it's it's, i mean it was just surreal completely crazy i'd love to do it again definitely want to experience that i hope it it happens again Mm. to be honest and like it did i mean we'll we'll come on and we'll do a bit of analysis on the rc in a bit but Mm. 
What I want to know is what was your, or, well, not just your personal one, but you as a team, what was your experience of the rally day to day? Um, tiring. <laughs> it was very tiring. I remember, so I had a bit of a cold during the event, a bit of a sore throat, which when you're co-driving, that's not great. It's not ideal. I, I remember one stage I was coughing between those. <laughs> so unprofessional, but um, yeah, you, I just had this big headache and I thought it was because of the cold, but it wasn't, it was because of stress. And I remember going over the finish ramp and all of, like, I just felt... I didn't feel tired or anything. It just felt like a massive weight off my shoulders. Yeah. And it, it, I just felt normal. I didn't feel tired or anything like that. It was crazy. But like during the rally, you just felt so mentally and physically drained. It was, in, it was, yeah, insane. I mean, every day you're only getting like three, three hours sleep, four hours sleep if you're lucky. Um, they're very long days. You know, you're in the car probably 12 hours a day. Hmm. Uh, you know, uh, when you, take into account service and that sort of thing it's a bit lower but you're just constantly on it five days you know there isn't a working week like it honestly um yeah it was crazy and i i was so nervous before the event i just thought right i'm gonna take this you know one step at a time so day at a time um every day sent me you know the service schedules out where the lads needed to be i had um me road book and me pace notes sort of like um banded together with yeah. uh, elastic bands they were in a separate bag to me, navigator's bag. So every day, just got that out, put it in there, just tried to make everything so simple. Um, tried not to complicate things and just took it a day at a time like any other rally. Yeah. And I, I personally think that paid off, to be honest, yeah. Well, you, you finished. Yeah, well, a lot of crews didn't, first so. in class as well. You know, first in class, yeah. Stuff like that don't go unheard of, you see. Yeah, <laughs> man, I must admit, I saw... Did I see your name? I can't remember if I saw it or... Or heard it on the coverage. I heard your name because obviously I know you. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't know he was rallying. Is he? <laughs> Checked. Went, he is as well. Yeah. So I, I, I got a, that from a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember when it was now. It was like day one, day two, I think. Yeah. Um, and from that point, I you know, obviously I kept an eye on yeah on your progress and you know see how you mm. did. But I mean, you got through it. Yeah. Um, how did the car fare? Um, so the car. Overall, it was quite good. It, you know, you can't really expect much from an old Cortina, really. Um, but the first day we had gear selector issues, so we had to miss the second stage. Back to service, sorted that out. Um, the second day, uh, we had the gearbox go on that two-hour road section to oh. my herring from Kraken. Um, and the lads, in fairness to them, they managed to do the gearbox in record time. It should have taken an hour, but they managed. They, you know, they come together again, teamwork. And it took them half an hour in the service, and we didn't lose any time. We was already late um, on our lateness. Yeah. Because um, on the road section. So what we did was when we got to the regroup, I had navigator's head on. I was thinking a little bit. I thought, right, how can we call back some lateness? Well, we went into the regroup, and I booked us out early for the regroup to try and claw back some time because I knew the road section after Sweet Lamb was going to be very tight. Yeah. So um, we got a three-minute penalty, but we didn't go OTL, and we ended up using them three minutes on the next road section after Sweet Lamb. So really, you know, it, it was quite good because had I not done that, maybe we wouldn't have finished where we did. Yeah. You know, so... Big picture. You, yeah, you've got... you've got. That's the thing with the REC, you know, you've got to take 
things like that into account. If you, you know, if it was like any other rally, you, you probably wouldn't have done it. But yeah. at the REC, you've always got to think of the end goal, and you've got you've got to be thinking twenty four seven. Okay, yeah, you know, it, it is okay to miss stages because what we found was all right. We missed a stage fairly early on, but as you going through the rally, you think, oh, they're missing stages now, and oh, yeah, they're missing stages as well. So yeah. all of a sudden, you've gone from leading, missing a stage, and being right at the back. And then everyone else is missing stages, and all all of a sudden, you know, you're leading it again, and it, it it's it's quite strange because I, I suppose it's a bit like watching them on twenty four hours, you know, because you're watching that and you think, oh, they're they're way way back, and oh, looks like they've run off with it, and then they get to the end and they've got a mechanical problem, you know. I think that's a good analogy. Yeah, and the first three days we missed at least one stage every day on the, on day three. We had the diff blow up, so we had to miss, I think it was either two or three stages. Um, my two best friends, so there was four of us on the RAC, the youngest people to ever do the RAC, all under 20. There was right. me, 19, Corey Powell-Jones, who's just turned 18, and then you've got James Rudd and Oliver Foster. They were 18 years old. Or, you know, ne yeah. never been anyone in their teens do the rally before. Um, and so James and Ollie their engine blew up on the micro on the start line of day three first uh, stage corey in the saab with stephen higgins they blew the bottom end on the first stage and we did the diff yeah but luckily we was able to get to the end of the stage and a bit down the road section before it blew up let go yeah so you got a chance to actually yeah. do it yeah i was watching corey as well actually he was doing mm. all right until obviously he was mm. let go as well yeah tell you what corey he's very very clued up um He's only really just started getting into stage rallies. He did his first stage rally with me last year at Cadwell Park. Um, he's mainly into road rallies, and that's where his experience come, uh, comes from, which, you know, for a for a young lad, 18 years old, to be able to have them sort of skills on road rallies, you know, he came second overall on the Beaver Rally, which is, you know, if, yeah. for anyone who doesn't know, that's where, like, the East Riding stages is held. Yeah, That is some achievement. I think it was in a Porsche 924. And the next day he's doing Cadwell, <laughs> <laughs> the stage rally. <laughs> you know, and I, uh, I'm there do, just doing Cadwell thinking, yeah, this is all right. This. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, he, he, he's definitely one to watch for the future is, uh, is Corey. To and, keep it on. Yeah, good friend, fellow DeLacy uh, member. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll root for him. Good lad, good lad. So, how did it feel to win your class? It was, yeah, it, oh, you know the feeling that I spoke about in Carmarthen? Yeah. With the atmosphere. It felt just like that. Um, so we had the champagne spray. I don't drink. <laughs> so, you know, me being me, oh, it's the end of the rally. I thought, oh, i have a swig of that champagne. Must have been half a bottle left. Finished the bottle and I was... Toast. Yeah, well, I was gone. <laughs> I thought, you know, what what a better way to to celebrate. So I, I remember getting up um to receive me a award and just stumbling across Matt Cotton, you know, oh here, here they are, you know. I I just photo with uh with Colin. And so I'm walking back with with the glass, because it was like a pint glass we got with first and class on. And one of one of me so one of James's crew, who yeah. I'm really good friends with, passed over a beer along the um like where we're all sat. So I filled it up, drank it, and then took the photo of it. <laughs> so if you look on Facebook of the uh, the glass, 
you can you can see that there, there, there has been a beer in it <laughs> well i'll have to link to that yeah. actually yeah we'll, we'll put a link to that on the mm. website so you can have a look if but you want. I, I thought that was the best way to celebrate you know because it was such a relief coming like coming off your shoulders and then you sort of had to have a have a drink to really appreciate what you'd done yeah i and, think you deserve it after yeah because if i was you know completely sober i'd still have me rally rally uh head yeah, on you gotta literally have a mental yeah. break so, you... so beer loosen up you know and oh it, what a feeling I, I remember like just after the ceremony had finished you know for the for the awards i remember walking out seeing all my mates i went yes yes holding the uh holding the glass all right obviously a bit tipsy but yeah that the it, it was so many emotions running through it was completely surreal I absolutely imagine. loved it i'm a little disappointed you haven't brought it with you yeah I, I probably should have done really We'll get photo, but you I'm said sure. I, I only needed to bring myself and my notes. <laughs> I thought it was a given. Okay, you, you got a trophy from the RAC. Bring it along. No, it's, it's all right. We'll it, get we'll get it. Later. It's a good job we're not on camera. Then. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. We'll stick it on the website. Um. So what? How? Do, well, actually, I was going to say something else, but let's not. Let's just go with how would you sum up the RAC as a competitor overall? Then, and would you do it again? Would I do it again? Definitely. Absolutely, I, and you know, I don't even just mean like navigating. I'd, I'd quite like to get into the organisation of it all. I don't mean from, like an organiser's perspective. I mean like for a crew. Yeah. I really enjoyed. Team like, manager. Yeah, I really enjoyed like organising where the lads needed to go, and I loved the praise that I got from it. You know, it's a big it, job. Yeah, and it, yeah, it, it it was it was I just enjoyed it, and um, the the. Com um, the compliments I received from it were all great. Uh, received some lovely messages after the rally for doing that job, and it just sort of backed up that I didn't have to put loads of effort into the notes, but more into the organisation of it all. Yeah. And I think I, I tailored them both quite well. I still went through the notes, but um, yeah, if I were to do the rally again, if I wasn't competing, I'd quite like to, you know, do the organising role of, of, of a team. Um, but to sum the, the rally up in a few words is it's an experience that must be done, but it's not something that's necessarily affordable every year. No, it's not the cheapest, I suppose. But, but you know, if, if you are in a position to do it, by all means, go and do it because there, there's just no rally like it on the planet. Right, okay, come on then. Let's change the subject. So we are at the end of the season, well into silly season. Hyundai have got five drivers, which is insane three of which are part-time which how do you feel about part-time drives in wrc um i think it's great you know like for rookie drivers coming in um it okay. gives them a taste of the wrc what to expect um, and while they're doing the part-time drive they do actually get to go to the other rallies do the recce you know get all the notes ready for maybe a full-time season next year okay i don't necessarily agree with it with people that are coming to the end of their careers um I suppose you know. How about it, a reigning world champion? It just seems a bit wrong. Just seems a bit wrong. Yeah, I mean, I know his reasons because he's been doing it for what's yeah. it, fifteen odd years or whatever, and he's knackered. He wants to try yeah. something else. Totally understandable. I'm not for a second going to say he yeah. shouldn't do it. I just think a part time drive from yeah. a reigning world champion devalues championship. Yeah, championship. It, it's crazy. I mean, you know, if you. And I've just said it's a, it's a bit of a grey area, you know, towards the end of your career doing that. But 
I suppose at the end of end of your career, if you you were done a part time drive with someone that was young, you would be able to share information. You know, there's other, yeah, very there's um, other ways that that can be done. You can stay yeah. on as a sporting advisor, for yeah. instance, and you can you can give your experience yes. that way. You can be a driver coach, yeah, for instance, a lot like you know uh, Matt does. I just I just think there's there's better ways of doing it and yeah, there's now absolutely. so many as well i think with everything else that's going on i think the one thing we don't need is a part-time drive from our reigning world champion i think no. you might agree you might not um it's just my personal opinion i just think it devalues the sport as a whole to be honest yeah but we'll we'll see uh, i personally feel like you know we, we need to see more young drivers coming in um, and actually bringing it to Cali, you know, see a really good fight. Because why, why is he taking, you know, this part-time season off? He, he's got nothing to prove. Yeah. So we need someone to come through or, you know, someone with, with the ability to bring it to him yeah. and give him a reason to be there so he, he won't be taking these part-time seasons. Yeah. And I think it just goes to show how much danger the WRC is in, in general. Mm. I totally agree. No, mm. I totally agree. I think... I mean, all year we've had this, that, and the other. Obviously, it's quite well known that Thierry's not particularly happy either. But no, it's. I think you're right. It's not so much he's taken a part-time drive. It's it's the fact he's chosen to do it now. Yeah, it, it's just too early on. It in, in his career. Yeah, the timing seems a bit. This sort of thing, you know, is unheard of. I think probably. But the last time this sort of happened, and this will lead us onto onto the next subject, was like Walter Roll with Lancia. You know when he did the part time season. Well, yeah. And look, yeah, yeah. look where that ended up for him. So, who knows? Next year, are we going to see like Hyundai or someone come through and really put put the uh, the fight up to Toyota, who's got you know a, I hope a so. proper driver. I hope so. I mean, I was part time. I always wanted to see Danny win a championship. Yeah. And I really want to see Thierry win one. Yeah. And I'd love to see him win it in the Hyundai yeah. as well, rather than a, a Yaris or whatever. thing with Thierry, he's got a similar story to like Mick O'Haven and, you know, um, and Yaring Yerry Mike Lapley. You know, they've not had it easy. They've had to put up with the two Sebs and yeah, every wow. year they've been so close yet so far away. And to be honest, I think Thierry's really starting to like drop back a bit from how he used to be, you know. When he when he was a bit more fresh. And... I know what you mean, yeah. I mean, I personally am a bit older, but I, I would Liking him to um, Marco Allen. Yeah. So close and yet so far. Yeah. A I don't know. Wizard. I think he's still got a chat. I think he's still in with the shot. Oh, absolutely. I think, so. absolutely. I think he's still got the speed. Mm. I think he's still got the drive. And I think, oh, to be fair, I yeah. think this, this year is probably going to be the best year for him. His best yeah. chance to do it. Personally, I think um, next year will be quite exciting with Calais on a part time drive. There's, you know, it's going to shake things up a little bit. It'll be um, interesting to say that's for sure. Certainly something I'm looking mm. forward to seeing. Um, speaking of looking forward to things, January the fifth. Have, have you heard about this? The new Group B film. Yeah, that, so that's looking be great. forward to that. Um, I mean, I've I've seen one or two things online saying that you know it's not this, it's not that, it's not yeah. accurate or whatever. I liken this film to Rush or yeah. uh, Le Mans sixty six. It's yeah. dramatization. Yeah of what was an amazing year in rally in 1983 with Lancia and Audi. Just remind me what it's called again. Uh, Race for Glory. Race for Glory. Yeah, yeah you and I have both got a big bugbear about that. They've sort of dropped a bit of a bombshell there. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. They, they definitely dropped the ball. It should be Rally for Glory. Yeah. But, or even a slightly snappy title, but I don't Even care. Codemasters got that right. You know, it, it, this yeah. is not racing. This is rallying. Yeah, exactly. And it is. But to be fair, there's, there's a few drivers that, that mix race and rally up. So do you yeah. know what? I'm not bothered. No. I'll let it go. I'm just happy that we've got a rallying film. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's amazing. I think what that says for rallying mm. is actually fairly important yeah. because it, it shows that people are interested. Mm. It shows that, will it, that people are willing to put money in. You know, Lionsgate yeah. as a production company aren't a small production company. That so you know, the, the fact that they're back in this film is yeah. a big deal for us. I mean, what you've got to think as well as you know, we touched on this earlier. The atmosphere of the RAC. I know I keep going back to the RAC, but them school kids, they're going to be um, going home watching the news and you know seeing adverts. Oh, oh, that rallying film. Oh, there's a rally go past my school. Yeah. Oh, can we go and watch that? Yeah, and you know, I I think this sort of film will be tailored perfectly. All right, it might not be true, but it'll give an insight to what happened, and it'll bring more people into the sport. And mm. even if people, you know, watch the film and go home and just Google it, it's done its job. It's a gateway. Yeah, and that's how we all got that's into what it. We need, yeah. So I well, need those young. We need to give those young fans a yeah. reason to go and stand in a forest with Absolutely. mom and dad. Yeah, well, we had to go for it. We had to get up, you know, however early in the morning when it was still dark, probably in summer. It's almost a rite of passage. Yeah. Ten um, years old, get, snow up to your little yeah. knees. Only ten, I was doing it. Well. A lot younger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. We're not always lucky. Well. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think, it, you know, it'd be good to probably bring in some more people into the sport. Even if it only brings ten people, it's done something. Yeah, I think it's great for rallying's PR. And it's great for us to watch as well. I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, the fact that, you know, just being able to hear a quattro, oh, that five-cylinder quattro on yeah. a proper sound system in the theatre. Oh, I hope they don't get scared and turn it down. <laughs> oh, it, it, it'll be great for sure. And um, it just goes to show that historic rallying, you know, it, it's not dead. It's still surviving. Oh, yeah, I mean... we, we still keep coming back to the olden days of rallying, which, again, it shows how much danger modern rallying really is. Yeah. So yeah, I think with it's easy to look back with rose tinted glasses, but if we take those glasses off and just look what that era brought to the table, yeah. take those elements subjectively, yeah, and add that into modern day, maybe in a slightly tweaked yeah. way, I think you know you're not going to go far wrong with no. that. But yeah, I know what I'll be doing on the fifth of January. Yeah, anyway, so. me too. <laughs> yeah, and everybody else, hopefully. Yeah. So yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for your time. We're going to have to wrap that up there, but uh, with Bill, we'll see you back on the show. Thank you for another me. episode. Look forward to it again soon. Absolutely, mate. Cheers. Well, thanks very much for listening, guys and girls. I hope you've enjoyed listening to it as well. This is the first episode of the magazine, and we do intend to have more episodes coming very, very soon. For now, though, that's all. 